Hi everyone. Hi, it's Sammy from the Hairdresser Strong Show. Uh, this week we're doing a different sort of episode. Um, this past weekend we were at Premier Orlando for the second year. Um, so we just wanted to give you all a little recap, talk about the show, um, and things like that. So, Robert? Yeah, I just thought it was such an incredible event. Uh, we got to, we had the pleasure uh, and um, and honor of sitting in on the Hairdresser Strong Show, or sorry, the Hairdistry uh, has a podcast called Your Day Off, and it is a great podcast. If you've ever, ever heard of it, you should definitely check it out. Uh, but they interview a lot of the people that are on stage, uh, backstage. So we got the chance to meet some really incredible guests, and uh, I got to really connect with some people, uh, both from, from that show as well as just walking around the walk around the floor and seeing people from last year, seeing people that we had gotten to interview. It was just such an incredible opportunity. And um, I just wanted to thought it would be a good idea to kind of run down a list of the things that, what our takeaways were. So Sammy, why don't you go ahead and start with that? Um, yeah, so one of the sessions we attended, it was Steven Gomez, and it was a session about marketing. It was called Marketing Your Way to More Money, I believe. And I think the biggest takeaway that I had was data. Not a lot of, not enough people actually use their data to inform their decision making. Um, so a lot of times that causes you to, you know, like waste money, go over your marketing budget, not use it in the right ways or at the right time, things like that. And he gave a lot of good tips about <coughs> how frequently you should be checking your data, how to make time um, kind of like in your working schedule to be able to review data, just like do like general like housekeeping for your business, things like that. Um, we also attended Daniel Mason Jones's session called Social Authority. And one of, I guess, I guess one of the things that isn't talked about enough is how to do social media, but also how to save time doing it. So having things ready so when you need it, you can just post. So one of the things that he said was organize your photos so you have an album for like color, album for cutting, maybe album for, I don't know, bangs, things like that. Um, so it's easier to find things when you need it. Uh, Robert? Uh, yeah, so I also, from Dana Mason Jones, the thing that I really loved and picked up was he gave us a little hack to get a reel to go viral. And... Um, he said that this is how you do it. I'll just give you a real quick rundown. So you have a reel and you share it to your story and then you shrink it down real small. You cut the audio and you stick a picture over top of it. And uh, it could be a picture un completely unrelated to the reel and you slap a sticker on it or some way to get audience to engage. So you want audience engagement looks like resharing, uh, answering a quiz or a poll, and then then you keep doing that every two to two and a half hours and that is supposed to keep it keep tell the algorithm that this is content that they should be showing other people because it's heavily actively engaged and constantly being reposted even though it's the your audience doesn't actually see the reel so it's not like you're reposting a reel over and over and over and over again i thought that was really cool um so we'll be trying some of that stuff, and if you try it, y'all should let us know. Uh, so then we went into, uh, well, I went into Nikki Smith, uh, a.k.a. Knowledge by Nikki, and she was talking about life beyond the chair. I'm really excited for this topic because, you know, 
whether you want to be a hairdresser and retire one day or maybe wind down your schedule or maybe you're a hairdresser and you have other interests and you want to you want to you want to wind down your hair schedule so that you can take on other types of work or other hobbies or interests uh, either way like personally I want to be able to retire I would like to not be you know doing hair five days a week when I'm beyond the age where I'm collecting Social Security um, you know five days a week I currently don't even work five days a week so I'm already on my way there but yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things to consider when you're thinking about life beyond the chair so you could all look forward to me going around and interviewing a bunch of people so as I embark on this journey to to learn more about what that means uh, we will uh, well be sharing it with you so look forward to a series coming up uh, probably in the winter uh, about this maybe maybe not starting till the new year uh, we haven't figured it out yet but anyway um, I'm gonna pass it over um, to Sammy and uh, you know we went to Nikki Trowbridge's class where she talked about how to develop a benefits package uh, for today's salon and that was cool because basically like everything's supposed to be hyper organized and and everything should be run by numbers and data and performance uh, things shouldn't just be given away but um, and that, that was a really cool one too so that kind of goes into running a strong business and and uh, being able to retire is I believe is going to be connected to running a strong business that kind of has some sort of uh, standardization of processes uh, and systems uh, so that you can work on your business and not have to constantly be working in your business and uh, but anyway let me pass it over to Sammy and she'll tell you about uh, anything else that she learned as well as a really cool event that we got to go to um, so I actually didn't go to any more sessions but one of the things that actually someone we had interviewed recently, um, Ivis Hernandez, he was, I guess, co-hosting an event with Chris Benson Collective. Um, and it was, I don't know, my first time being at that kind of event. It was super cool. It was definitely not like a slow pace kind of let me teach you how to do a haircut thing. It was kind of like, uh, I don't even like, I wouldn't even say it's like a performance. It's kind of like art on stage, like fast and like upbeat, like all doing like really cool different looks, like not necessarily like something like a client might get, like an everyday kind of haircut thing. It was more like exaggerated, cool colors. There were a bunch of like barbers doing like cool designs in the hair and I had never been to anything like that. And I was like super into it. I was trying to get like super close up to stage and like getting all the, like the pictures and the videos and stuff because it was just I I thought it was awesome. Do you have anything to say about? Uh, no, I thought it was super cool. I, I would agree with you. It was kind of like uh, performing arts. Uh, it was so cool. It's just like a bunch of hairdressers, uh, barbers, and just jamming out, practicing their craft and their displaying their art for everyone to see. To music, loud music, and light shows and stuff. It was super, super awesome. Uh, okay, so what was also super fun, uh, we want to show you a little clip. We walked around the the expo floor and got to interview a bunch of people to ask them, how do you say Babelis? I was told it's Babelis, and then someone else said it's Babelis, and then someone said it's Babelis, and then Babeless, and so we decided to walk around the sh uh, the expo floor and do a bunch of interviews. So we're gonna play a little compilation for you. So this is this was super fun, and uh, we just wanted to share. It's super short. All right, we'll be right back. 
we're about to launch off this battle, and uh, the battle is Babyless, Babyless, Babyless. Which one? Babyless. Amazing. Thank you. So now let's go on to the board and see what everyone else says. Is it Babyless, Babyless, or Babyless? I think it's Babyless. I think it's Babyless. Babyless. I think it's Babyless. Babyless. I say Babyless. I say Babyless, too. I also say Babyless. All right. You had it here. Let's see what everyone else says. You know what? I like saying Babyless. Babyless, Babyless, or Babyless? Well, it's definitely not Babyless. It could be Babyless, or it could be Bay Bliss. I'm going to go with Bay Bliss. In Houston, Texas, we say Babyless. Babyless. Babyless Pro. That is the official way to say it, just in case. But I like the way that we're doing this because of marketing. It is a big discussion, so no such thing as bad press. Babyless Pro. Babyless Pro. There's only two, and it's Babyless or Babyless. You heard it here, super official. I am here with Gino for Babyless, and we're doing a soon-to-be-famous poll on what is the what is the right way to say it, Babyless, Babyless, or Babyless. We got a really awesome answer right here for you. Well, honestly, the company's based out of Stanford, Connecticut, so in my opinion, I feel like in the Northeast and the New England area, a lot of times with their accents, it sounds more like Babyless, and that's the way they say it, which is perfectly fine. But I'm from Florida, I'm from Tampa, so we say Babyless, but and honestly, as long as you don't say Baby Bliss, I think everybody's okay. All right, you've heard it here, and that's a wrap. We're about to launch off this battle, and uh, the battle is Babyless, Babyless, Babyless. Which one? Babyless. Amazing. Thank you. So now let's go on to the Quack Soul and see what everyone else says. Is it Babyless, Babyless, or Babyless? I think it's Babyless. I think it's Babyless. Babyless. I think it's Babyless. Babyless. I say Babyless. I say Babyless, too. I also say Babyless. All right. You had it here. Let's see what everyone else says. You know what? I like saying Babyless. Babyless, Babyless, or Babyless? Well, it's definitely not Babyless. It could be Babyless, or it could be Bay Bliss. I'm going to go with Bay Bliss. In Houston, Texas, we say Babyless. Babyless. Babyless Pro. That is the official way to say it, just in case. But I like the way that we're doing this because of marketing. It is a big discussion, so no such thing as bad press. Babyless Pro. Babyless Pro. There's only two, and it's Babyless or Babyless. You heard it here, super official. I am here with Gino for Babyless, and we're doing a soon-to-be-famous poll on what is the what is the right way to say it, Babyless, Babyless, or Babyless. We got a really awesome answer right here for you. Well, honestly, the company's based out of Stanford, Connecticut, so in my opinion, I feel like in the Northeast and the New England area, a lot of times with their accents, it sounds more like Babyless, and that's the way they say it, which is perfectly fine. But I'm from Florida, I'm from Tampa, so we say Babyless, but and honestly, as long as you don't say Baby Bliss, I think everybody's okay. All right, you've heard it here, and that's a wrap. So after watching that, I don't even remember how I had said it before, but I feel like I was saying Babeless. Yeah, and um, I s definitely still say Babeless, uh, but I think I might say Babeless sometimes, but... Anyway, we'd love to hear how you say it. If you could spell it out phonetically in the comments below, I think that'd be awesome. Uh, so something else we did, we got to go around and uh, also ask people uh, throughout the conference, on the conference floor, like throughout the conference, on the expo floor, and we asked them a set of questions. We talked about 
pricing, uh, boundaries, and hustle culture, amongst a few others. So why don't you check this out? And remember, we are we have this talk show, and we wanna we wanna make sure that we're bringing guests to talk about the topics that you want to listen to, and we also host events. And where we get together panelists and we create workshops and we focus on the topics and challenges that you all want to us to tackle. So we went around the, the floor and asked a bunch of questions and um, why don't you check out what people said. This is kind of how we're gathering our data to figure out what to bring you. All right. Check this out. Hey, what's up? We're live here at Premier Orlando. I got an awesome guest with me. What's up? Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about yourself. Hey, I'm Tyler. I live out in Utah and I'm a stylist. What's going on, y'all? Awesome. And today's question, or right now, I'm going to ask you a question about pricing. Do you have add-on services like glosses, toners, or treatments? 100%. Yeah, you got to always add those services. And, uh, and do you charge men and women different prices? No, I, I charge on length of hair, not gender. So if you have long hair, it's a, it's a higher price point. Shorter hair is a lower price point. And uh, what are your thoughts on hourly pricing? Uh, I mean, it, it's just, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an option to do. For me personally, that's not what I do. But I mean, everybody has like, you know, what works best for them. For me personally, it just doesn't work. But for other people, it works great. So Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Uh, my name is Corinne. I live in Eustace, Florida, which is the Orlando area, and I am also a hairstylist. All right. And uh, your question is about customer experience. Uh, what is a luxury customer experience? Mm, probably when you go the extra mile for them. All right. And what is one thing you do to ensure a luxury customer experience, like specifically? Oh, I really love giving head massages. That's the one thing everybody in my bowl is like, oh, my God, I'm going to come back. Hi, I'm Marianne. I'm from Palm Bay, Florida, and we work at Just Your Style Salon. Me and Karen work together at Just Your Style Salon, and we've been there a long time, over 20 years. Awesome. And why, what brings you to a premiere? We always come here to get inspired, and we do come because it's a girls' weekend also for us, and we take, we take a lot of information back to our clients. Nice. I love that. Okay. Your question is, there's a lot of talk about hustle culture being negative. Uh, what is your definition of hustle or hustle culture? Well, I know that there's a trend like for the blow dry bars and that sort of thing. And I think in a really city area, it might be really great. We're, we're kind of in a more laid back area and our clientele is a little older. So we need to spend a little time with them sometimes. And we can charge them pretty good though, because you know, they usually are the people that can spend the money. Awesome. And uh, would you say that hustle culture is good or bad? You know, since I haven't worked it, I, I would just guess that it's probably in tune with what's going on today with the different quick styles and the stains and that sort of thing. But, yeah, it wouldn't be for a shop that you're trying to build a clientele. I don't think it would there. My name is TC. I am from Augusta, Georgia, and I'm here because I'm an upcoming barber with my fellow classmates. Here we came down to get some supplies, get tips for the whole hair industry and everything. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, so now your question is, uh, do you think about boundaries as you're coming up in, into your bar, becoming a barber uh, in terms of like professional versus personal boundaries? 
Um, yes, you do have to learn how to separate your personal personal boundaries and your professional boundaries um, because you can't always intertwine the two. And uh, how do you set boundaries? Um, you just have to stand firm on you know your standards as professionally and know like as a client, no matter whether it's your family, whether it's your friend in a professional setting, you have to always have those standardized no matter if you're close with them, if it's a new client, your client is your client. My name is Kevin Nguyen, also known as Yakuza Barber. And what uh, what are you doing here? I'm here representing Wall Professional, educating classes, main stage, I do it all. Awesome, man, I love that. All right, so question, first question is going to be about pricing. Do you have add-on services, like any sort of treatments, glosses, or toners? Uh, for, for a barber, I do beards, razors, uh, enhancements. Uh, eyebrows, those are my add-on services. Okay, and do you uh, have different prices for men and women, or is everybody the same price? I usually stick with the same price. It depends on how difficult the job is, and I can rate it from there. But uh, my prices range from 75 to 120 Awesome. And uh, what are your thoughts on hourly pricing trend? Hourly pricing, I get people's perspective on it, uh, but end of the day, I feel comfortable by just charging by the piece. You know, the, the, the master penis itself should be charged by just one hole. Uh, depends on if you're working at an event, where it's a wedding or, or, or um, a show, where, where it's like all day, all, then it should be like a day rate, maybe hourly. Hello, I'm Julie from Buffalo and I am a hairdresser. I'm here to be inspired and to learn and to hang out with some beautiful friends. Amazing. Okay, your question is about pricing. Do you have add-on services like gloss, toner, treatments, etc.? Yes. All right. And do you have different prices for men and women? Yes. And uh, what are your thoughts on this new trend of hourly pricing? Wow. I don't know. That's a... I don't know. Not into it or you haven't thought about it? Um, I haven't given it as much thought as it would probably require because it's a service trade. So I don't know. I would I would have to give that a lot of thought and see what all the components were. Currently, I'm just here to learn on new aspects of barbering, trying to upgrade my career. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, so your question is about pricing. Uh, do you do any sort of add-on services or is everything all-inclusive? Uh, that's what we're working on now. I'm still in barber school, so that's what we talk about now, trying to add on different stuff to your service so you can make it more. Nice, nice. Okay, and uh, do you have uh, different prices for men and women, or does everybody pay, make, uh, charge the same? Uh, definitely have different prices because, you know. All right, and what are your thoughts on this new trend of hourly pricing? Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I'd rather just go by client. Because, you know, that don't make too much sense to me. Hi, I'm Karen from Palm Bay, Florida. Works at Just Your Style for 30 years. <laughs> and what brings you here? Uh, we go to the hair show every year for many years to be inspired and have fun. Love that. Okay, your question is about boundaries. Uh, there's a lot of talk online about boundaries. Uh, do you have professional or personal boundary challenges? No, not really. 
That's amazing because that is definitely a big issue, uh, especially with the up and coming and younger stylists. Uh, so wh what, how do you set your boundaries or what do you do to not let your work creep over into your personal life or of customers being able to get you to do things that you don't really want to do? Oh, you draw boundaries. You, you just let them know work is work. This is my job. And then anything outside of that is, is not appropriate. Gloria. I live um, in Mount Dora, uh, Orlando area, and I'm mentoring under a master stylist, and I've been doing hair for about a year. Awesome. Okay, real quick, qu one question. What is your definition of hustle or hustle culture? Oh, uh, I mean, working until... Uh, working until you're dead kind of like I suffer from a lot of burnout just trying to keep up with that hustle culture so would you say it's good or bad I mean in the long run I think it's kind of bad all right and uh, what do you hustle I do hustle and I um, have to where I feel like I have to work harder to feel like I earn a day off and then when I have a day off I feel like I'm not productive with it. Yeah, my name is Hunter Donia. I'm an industry biz business educator for independent stylists, and I'm really excited to get to chat with you again today. Amazing. So uh, if you haven't seen Hunter's episode on our show, then uh, you're really missing out. So definitely go and check that out. So uh, we're asking a series of questions, and a question for you today is, what is your definition of hustle or hustle culture? I think the definition of hustle culture is like the misconception that like the harder you work, the more results you'll get. I think that there's like truth to short-term sacrifice for long-term gain and like sacrificing a little bit and putting in hard work to get results. But I also think that there's a way to put in hard work that will actually get you a lot more results, working smarter, not harder, right? And traditional hustle culture teaches us like the more you work, the more that you'll get, but I just don't really feel like that's the truth anymore, especially in today's day and age. Well, that leads perfectly into the next question. Uh, so would you, uh, I feel like this is, you're going to give me a similar answer. Uh, is it good or bad? I think it's bad. I think it's like outdated. Could Would you say that maybe it's uh, misunderstood or maybe has a bad label and could potentially be good? Because it sounded like you were saying that, uh, that it's this idea that the more we work, the 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 more result, better results we get. But you also said said that, that you know short term gain. So is there a place and a time, or should we be redefining it, and or just throwing the baby out with the bathwater? I think it's I think it's a really I think it's a good question. So like just for an example, right? Like somebody could be like working really hard on their social media, like taking pictures, posting on their stories, posting on their feed, like every single day. But if you're not posting the right content or showing up in the right way, the things that will actually connect with an audience and make people want to spend money with you, such as like a client, right, then you're working your ass off and you're not getting anything in return, right? But if you work your ass off putting on really amazing content that actually connects with your audience because you know how to work the social media game, right, then that hard work will pay off for you much faster and it'll actually make sense versus all the other hard work where it's not effective will never 
pay off in any way, shape, or form, right? So I feel like it has its place of, especially for people who are newer into the industry or really want to make big goals happen, I think it has its place as long as it's not getting too toxic or making people feel shameful or making people feel like they should just quit. I think that it has its place where it's like work hard but do it strategically. But when we say like work your ass off or like you'll never go anywhere and there's no strategy behind it, um, I think that that's when it really falls flat. I love that. And uh, that's actually a perfect segue for a shameful plug for you because that's basically what you help people do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I help people um, streamline and automate their systems so that way they can focus on the bigger things that actually move the needle forward in their business. So um, I have the Modern Hairstylist podcast where I give a bunch of free advice about the strategies and technologies and things, how you can work smarter, not harder. Um, and my website, hunterdonia.com, D-O-N-I-A. Um, I have a bunch of free resources and stuff like that for people to so that was awesome. I remember walking around the floor and thinking about, cause, okay, so we're, we live in DC and the conference was in Florida and thinking about like all the different people from around the world or the US, like being in Florida and how their different responses were similar or different to what we had been hearing in DC. So if you are watching, listening on Instagram, you only saw a few of the clips that we did with people so if you want to see all of them please click the link in our bio and you can go to youtube or podcast to see and listen to them all that's right and uh definitely go and check that out and if you hadn't figured out yet we are at the beach uh, we decided to add a couple days to our uh workcation We'll call it a workcation because we're working this whole time. Uh, we're meeting up with uh, some people that we've interviewed, and uh, we're going to hang out tonight and to network. And uh, we're also going to go and check out some local beauty shops. And um, but we decided to make a pit stop on the beach to record this episode. So anyway, the event was awesome, and we gathered a lot of information. We learned a lot of stuff to help us improve our show, and to we're going to be stepping up the content uh, to deliver you even more incredible learning and uh, empowering messages and later this summer so you should expect to see that and uh, we also got a lot of information for our event that we're planning this fall uh, we'll be starting to plan that in July so look forward to an opportunity to give us feedback and input on the types of topics and challenges that you want us to uh, bring experts and professionals to uh, help you help you figure out all right uh, and Sammy you want to kind of sign us off until next time <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye.